Do the symptoms of your period affect your training, nutrition, or your motivation and energy to work towards your goals? The sweet cravings and extreme hunger making it really hard to stick to your nutrition plan? Cramps making it impossible to train? Or maybe you feel like a zombie who could sleep for 10 hours? I'm here to show you that although your period might knock you for six every month, doesn't mean it needs to completely derail your nutrition and training progress. Let's go. Are you a gym baddie committed to leveling up in all areas through health and fitness? This podcast is for you. Hi, hello. My name is Danika. I'm an online coach, personal trainer, and your host of Fit Chit Chat. I help women just like you stop spinning your wheels with a no BS approach so you can reshape your body, feel your strongest yet, and create confidence that is authentic to you. Together, we'll delve into all the topics that matter, how to maximize your progress in the gym, make nutrition a no-brainer, and streamline the process to make achieving goals simple. You are guaranteed to leave feeling educated, entertained, and empowered to become your baddest damn self. Hi, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit Chit Chat Podcast. This episode topic is probably one of the most um, requested or interested or... I don't even know how to explain it. It's just hyped up. Like I've had quite a few women come forward saying that this is an episode they're excited for. They had a few questions that they wanted me to pop in as part of the um, content that we're going to cover in this. I find that it's so prevalent in so many women's lives, considering a majority of us are menstruating. This is going to be a jam-packed episode that I have no doubt you're going to be able to take something away from and implement straight away. So without further ado, let's just jump straight into it. I want to give you a little bit more background information just to begin with. So you know that whatever is going on makes sense. Okay. What actually happens throughout your cycle is that it is broken up into two phases. So the first, you know, one to 14 days thereabouts, depending on on you and how long your cycle is, we have the follicular phase. And then the second part of it around day 15 to day 28 is the luteal phase. Now, the main things that you need to know that are relevant towards impacting your training nutrition is that in that first phase, your estrogen levels gradually rise. Okay. So some women in this first initial part of their phase will have increased strength, increased energy. So when we think about hitting all your PBs, they're probably going to fall within the first two weeks of your period. Um, and higher estrogen levels also can improve your muscle recovery and your endurance as well. Okay. So let's think some bang and training in the first two weeks in summary, <laughs> the second part of your cycle, that luteal phase, this is where progesterone levels rise during this phase. So that's when we start to feel a decrease in energy, a decrease in strength at this time. You might feel a little bit more flat when you're training. We have some other factors coming in like water retention, increased body temperature, which can make us just feel a little bit ick, you know, get those changes in mood. We might get some pre um, period symptoms, um, so, you know, what I'm talking about here, a little bit more emotional, a little bit more irritable, all of that. So in a nutshell, that's kind of how your period will play out. They're the changes in your hormones that are going to affect your, your training and uh, the way that you feel at that time. The biggest thing I need to point out here is that everyone experiences different symptoms and to different intensities. You will also experience some symptoms that I'm going to talk about. You might not experience those. You might experience some others. It's different for every woman. Okay. I also want you to understand that 
just because you experience these symptoms doesn't necessarily mean that it does need to impact your training and nutrition in any kind of way. The most important thing that I want you to take away from this episode is that let's figure out what works for you. Let's figure out what is relevant to you and how we can manage this so that you can keep on keeping on and work with and around your individual cycle. I have some clients who are in such excruciating pain around their period that they cannot train. They're like borderline bedridden for those days. I have some clients who don't experience any cramping or very minimal cramping and back pain. I have some clients who have extreme hunger around that time of the month, whereas some women have more like cravings, whether that be salty or sweet cravings. Everyone is a little bit different. For me personally, I generally leading up to my period, like three or four days prior, I am super watery. I am super like bloated in my stomach. I also get extreme hunger at that point in time. I think I read a stat once. It's like your body is burning through roughly like 300 extra calories per day in the couple of days leading up to your period and at the start of your period. And that kind of makes sense why a lot of us feel like that um, increased hunger at that point in time. Um, 300 calories isn't like a huge amount, but it's a noticeable difference in terms of your hunger. Uh, when it comes to my actual period, like mm, the first day I generally have a bit of cramping, well, pretty like maybe five out of 10, six out of 10, and I'll take some Panadol or Nurofen or whatever I want to take to help with that. I generally get a banging fucking headache on the first day too. Um, and like I mentioned, some hunger, but look, Lower back is a little bit crampy. It's not the be all and end all. I can generally get around my life pretty a-okay. I'm lucky in that sense. And just having a little bit of um, painkiller is all I, I kind of need. All right. When we talk about like making sure that you're doing what works for you and your relevant symptoms and how your life is set up and your training goals and all of that, I see a lot on social media, these posts about like how to manage your training nutrition at that time of the month. And a lot of them give those initial facts that I said about like in your follicular phase, X, Y, Z is going to happen. And in your luteal phase, X, Y, Z is going to happen. And that's why you feel like this. But then it goes so far as to say that you should be deloading on your period week, or you should only be doing yoga in that week. Or like it prescribes exact and extreme and absolutes for what you should be doing on what days, on what time, what week, what part of your cycle. And I don't think that that's necessarily very helpful. You could be shooting yourself in the foot. You could be holding yourself back. If you're following like this templated structure on what you should be doing when it comes to your your period, like you should be deloading on that week. And I've seen even a coach say that like she will always give her women a deload on their period week. And I'm like, fucking why? Like fucking why? Because I know for myself that first day of my cycle, yeah, I'm kind of like rocked, but that second day, I absolutely feel those strength gains. Like we spoke about in the follicular phase, how I said that that's where we generally get like increased strength, increased energy at that time. Hell's fucking yeah. I feel that on day two of my my period, okay? That's generally when I will hit PBs. It's like light and, night and day difference from the day before where day one, I'm feeling like absolute shit. Day two, I'm like, I'm strong, I'm energetic. And I'm like, wait till we're moving. Like I will actually catch myself being like, what the actual hell? These dumbbells are flying. It's quite interesting, fascinating. And I always know that that's gonna be a, a good session for me. So what you should do 
is what works for you. Not what's plastered all over Instagram about do X, Y, Z on, on set days because this is how your cycle is laid out. I don't think that's a very helpful thing. It could be holding you back from actually doing what I do on day two and smashing some PBs. Okay. So what can we do? All right. What gets measured gets managed. If we can predict or expect what's going to happen for you at that time of the month, then we can plan for it. We can work around it. So how can we plan for that bleed week so that it doesn't feel like it completely derails your training and nutrition? It doesn't feel like that is a big blip on your radar every single month. Um, I also should say this. I didn't quite say this at the start, but it's like your cycle might be a different length to someone else. For me, my cycle is like 36, 37, 38 days. So when I try and fit myself into some of these templates of what you should be doing, it's like, well, that's not relevant for me because I've got like an extra week in there. So tracking my cycle is massive. Tracking your cycle is massive. If we can track the data, the symptoms, your cycle length, and we can see patterns and trends on what happens for you, then we can work with that. We can work around that rather than feeling like we come into our period week, we're hit by a wall, we feel like shit, our training nutrition goes out the window for a week, we feel like we've fucked up, our progress might go backwards, and then we feel like we have to start again the following week. It doesn't need to be like that. If you're aware of what happens to you, you can definitely manage that. You can definitely um, work around what's happening for you. And a really great way to track your data is getting one of the menstrual cycle tracking apps. You don't have to pay for it. It doesn't have to be fancy. I use the Clue app. Um, and it literally is really simple, really basic. I can put in, you know, the dates that I bleed, how heavy it is. You can put in any um, associated symptoms that you get with it, whether it's cramps, headaches, migraines, everything. Like it's got some really great features in there. And then it can predict what's going on with you. So having that information in front of you is going to be really, really handy. Why? Because we can Factor that in when it comes to looking out and planning out our training and nutrition. How does that actually work? Say you're someone that experiences a lot of cramping or pain. Okay, let's start with the training side of it. If you're someone that experiences a lot of cramping and pain, you get back pain, you have low energy, you've got a headache, you've got any of these symptoms to whatever extreme, but you feel like it comes between you and being able to train effectively and efficiently and um, with the intensity that you want to be there, then work around it. You don't have to train on whatever day of your period just because you normally train. Say your period started like on a Tuesday and you're like, well, I normally train legs on a Tuesday. You know, it it doesn't have to be like that. You could get all your sessions in before it starts. So maybe you have to train on the Monday, even though you wouldn't normally, or you have to go Sunday, Monday instead of Sunday, Tuesday, just trying to get them in before. And then say you're doing four days a week. You might go Sunday, Monday, have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off because you're not feeling too crash hot. But then Friday, Saturday, you can come back in the gym and do your last two sessions. You can see that by just splitting up our training onto different days, we can work around our period. And how do we know how to do that? How does it not just become Tuesday and we're like, oh shit, I've started bleeding. I feel like shit, I can't train today. It's because you've tracked your data. You know when it's coming. You know how you can predict it. You know you can work around it. Maybe you're someone that still wants to train through it because it's not as intense that you don't feel like you can train at all. Maybe you do consider doing a bit of a deload. Deloads can be less weight, maybe you do less sets, or maybe you take the week off altogether. 
If you're doing less weight, less sets, maybe you're keeping it a little bit lighter because moving your body actually helps. For some women, it's like moving their body throughout their period can actually help ease some of that cramping or that bloating that they might get. It might actually help lessen the effects of the symptoms or your perceived effects of it anyway. So maybe making a, a bit of a less intense session might be what you want to do instead. Because one, you can still get through it. And two, it actually feels good for you. If you're someone that does want to take that week off from strength training because you're like, I'd rather just go and train when I feel really good rather than doing a bit of a deload, then maybe doing some light walking or stretching can help you in that in that situation. At the end of the day, it comes down to what feels good for you, what you would prefer to do, how you would prefer to manage your symptoms in and around your period. The other part to this, obviously training is a massive part, but the nutrition side of things. And I would argue that this part probably messes up a lot more women than the training. Some of us are kind of a-okay to skip a training or day or two if we need to because we've got cramps, etc. But it's like this nutrition part we can't avoid. We can't just skip eating for a few days because we've got cravings. We can't just like change the way that we eat and suppress our appetite magically because even though we are super hungry, we've got to eat, right? Like we've got to eat. This is not something that we can just um, put to the one side and put in a basket. So arguably I'd say nutrition is the harder part when it comes to managing your intake and your period symptoms. So what are some practical things that we could do? Again, If you've tracked your data, if you know when your period's coming and you know your symptoms, you know what days they generally pop up, you know what intensities, you know that you either get sweet cravings or you get um, salty cravings or you just have an increased hunger overall. If you have any of these and you know that that's coming up, plan for it, predict it. What that might mean is if you're someone that does have an increased hunger, maybe you just manipulate your calorie intake for a few days. Maybe you... um, pull back the few days prior and then the few days of your cycle, you bump it up a little bit. If you're someone that's, you know, trying to manage the effects of your period or the symptoms of your period when you're in a calorie deficit, this can be really hard because you're already hungry. You're already in a deficit. You're already eating less than you would love to be eating. So it's like, this is when it can get really hard because a lot of women feel like they have to throw this deficit out the window because it's like, well, it's too hard to do it when I've got such extreme period cravings. I want to eat a whole block of chocolate. What you could do is just take a diet break for that week. You could just do maintenance for, you know, the four or five days that you bleed rather than putting it in the fuck it bucket and eating everything in sight and binging on all the sweet stuff or salty stuff that you're craving and just giving in to that extreme hunger that you've got. Maybe just pulling you out of a diet break and mentally being like, you know what? I can have a maintenance week. That's okay. I can have some extra food. I'm going to be okay for it. You still got some sort of boundary or structure in place of how much you're going to consume that week without putting it in the fucking bucket and end up eating even more than your maintenance amount. That's when we're going to stop ourselves from having those feelings of I ruined it all. I've eaten too much. I can't diet when I've got my period. I've ruined all my progress now. I'm blah, 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 blah. Like all of these really horrible feelings of guilt and shame that come with it. So if you are in a deficit, maybe it's just a matter of bumping you up to a maintenance for that week. So we're still managing our intake, but we're just going to coast for that week rather than going into a diet, which we can definitely jump back into the deficit the week after. This is much more of a like, what's the word? Not crisis management strategy. Is it crisis management? Something like that. 
put it this way, we're going to lessen the effects of like our intake then rather than having like this huge blowout, which can sometimes happen. So just factoring in higher calories across those days can be really helpful. The other thing is having the foods that you want on hand. I know that sounds really counterintuitive because it's like, oh, I end up eating a whole block of chocolate when it's my period. So I can't have chocolate in the house because then I'll want to eat it. Sometimes actually having the things there can make the situation easier. And if you factor it into your your calories for the day, then amazing. You've got something to look forward to and you can still um, satisfy that sweet craving to some extent. I find a lot of the times when we restrict and hold back from having those sweets, it actually makes it worse when we do end up having them because we want to face plant into that block of chocolate and have the whole thing rather than going out, putting the block of chocolate into your groceries for the week, factoring it into nutrition, knowing that you can enjoy that sweet craving every night and give yourself a little something versus like restrict, restrict, restrict. And then we swing back so hard the other way that we end up eating a copious amount. And again, we result in feeling really shitty about it. We feel guilty about it. We might feel sick. Our macros are well over where they need to be, all of this sort of stuff. We're trying to manage the um, negative effects of our period. And this is a really great way for us to do that is to manage the sweet cravings. Because if you're feeling really hungry and you're feeling like you've got lots of sweet cravings, let's manage that some way. Maybe it's something else. Maybe you start popping in like some sugar-free jelly or you start having some Pepsi Max or something like that that you wouldn't normally have, which can help with satisfying the sweet craving at that time of the month, okay? So massive key takeaway from this essentially is that you're going to bleed every month. I could imagine the majority of us listening uh, are going to experience some form of a bleed every month and the symptoms that come with that are often unavoidable. We're all going to experience them to some degree. It's just how much we allow that to impact our training and nutrition. We don't need to feel like every single month it's the same shit that that week is a complete fucking write-off just because we don't know how to work with it. We feel like we're working against it. You could literally use your period to your advantage and know that you're going to get some mad strength PBs in that first week. But if you can't see that coming and you can't predict it and know that it's on the other side of the horizon and you've got in your app, you know, this is the day that it's coming. So that's this week and I'm going to plan up my week Then I'm not surprised that you're falling into this pit of, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And this week is going to be a horrendous week. Let's not use it as an excuse to not work towards our goals. Let's use it as a tool in our tool belt to be able to work towards our goals and get more from our training and our nutrition and be able to do all of the things that we want to do. Let's not see this as like a negative week. Let's just see it as a week that is. And you need to manage your symptoms and your side effects and your intensities of what's going on and just take, I guess, ownership for what happens for you. You can beat around the bush and use it as an excuse, or you can use this information to your advantage and make sure that you are still continuing on with your training and nutrition and achieving your goals. You can bleed and achieve your goals. Like it doesn't have to be one or the other. The things I've mentioned inside of this episode, like tracking your cycle and working around it are literally things that I do with my clients. Inside of our coaching doc, we have a part where we're literally monitoring what week it is in your cycle so that we know when these things are popping up. Your menstrual cycle will also affect other things like your scale weight and your centimeters, your bloating, your energy, all of this sort of stuff can be um, affected by your period. So having this information right in front of us can really help us assess the data accurately and plan for things to come. 
So I'm going to wrap it up here. Hopefully you guys have taken something away from this that is super helpful. If there's something inside of this that's really resonated with you, please let me know. If I've given you a strategy or an idea on how you can um, avoid having these symptoms right off an entire week for you, then I'd love to hear it as well. Hopefully this is something that uh, like we can all relate to to some extent and that you can all take away some valuable information from this episode. That is it from me. Hopefully you guys have had an amazing day so far and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Fit Chit Chat. I have three things for you. One, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single drop. Two, share this episode on your social media and tag me in it. And three, follow me on Instagram and slide into my DMs. Let me know what resonated with you. Details in the show notes. And until next week, goodbye.